Hey there, Motivator. Thanks for coming back for part two of last week's episode, Don't Start a War, featuring Chief Grant Khan, United States Navy, retired. Highly recommend that you listen to the first segment, otherwise you might be a bit lost in the sauce. I, I will say I am a little petty. Like sometimes like somebody will friend request me on Facebook and I'm like, oh, fuck you. Like yeah. you're, you were a dick. You know, I, I don't want you seeing, you know, my my memes that I shared on my personal page. And then there's other people that I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of a dick or whatever. But, uh, you know, it seems nice now. Like one of the well, one of my favorite people to interact with on Facebook and I don't get to do it nearly as often as I like is actually the um, he's retired major now. But the captain that NJP'd me. On my first deployment. Nice. Which I deserved it. Like, mm. granted, the whole situation wasn't my fault. I felt like there were other people who were more guilty. But, you know, I, I acknowledge where I went wrong. You know, I was fucking off on post and I got dereliction of duty of a century in a wartime. And I think it was Article 117. I'll have to look that up. But I got NJP'd, right? But I didn't blame him for it. Right. And so, like, once, you know, we, uh, we, we left units and he retired and I got out, like, we've actually, like, met up and... Uh, had conversations and stuff and talk on Facebook, you know? And so, like, if I was the type of person to hold a grudge, like, oh, that's the guy that NJP'd me, you know? Like, I'm friends with him on Facebook, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you can't forgive, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, like I said before, I'm not going to say that, you know, I was, I was never a bad person or I never said a mean thing or even now that, like, if if someone if I have to put someone into their place or talk to someone a certain way, like I'm going to do it. It's not going to be all butterflies and rainbows and stuff. However, just acknowledging that piece, like, fuck, like I was an asshole or that was like a bad move and adjusting and learning from that and bettering yourself as a person. Yeah. Like that's where it matters. No, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. And so moving forward, we, um, we try to better ourselves and, by proxy, try to help other people with uh, their own journeys and stuff. So what uh, what do you have um, going on now that you're out of the Navy? Uh, what's next? Uh, yeah, so, you know, kind of like you brought up, I am out of the Navy. Um, I was medically retired, and before anyone jumps to any conclusions, and they're like, oh, see, you went and got mental health help. They caught up to you eventually. Nine years later, you were medically retired. I was medically retired for Crohn's disease. no. Um, and if you guys don't know what Crohn's disease is, just like imagine, it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Google it, shut safe search off. Uh, but imagine eating Taco Bell for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, oh boy! And that was my life. Uh, and you know, I was walking around with it for five years. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And eventually, they're like, "Hey, you have Crohn's, and you could literally not wake up tomorrow." Like, that's how bad it is. Like, your stomach is so inflamed and your intestines are so inflamed. And it got so bad to where my intestines started to lay onto my bladder. Oh, man. And that made a hole between my bladder and my intestines. Wow. So not to get too graphic. And if you're eating right now, I apologize. But poop was coming (laughs) out of my penis. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like, that's how bad it was. Um, So you never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I did, I I had that for five years and passed every single PRT because I'm like, no, I'm staying here for 20. Yeah. Like I'm in it till retirement all the way. And then when the doctors told me that, I'm like, okay, shit. Well, I'm literally, yeah, yeah, literally. 
I'm like, I'm at 12 years right now. I'm like, Doc, can I make it three more years? I yeah. was like, let me, let me get, let me make it three more years. I'll re-enlist for five years. Then they can't kick me out. He was like, Grant, you don't realize, like, you could not make it three more days. Like, you're a ticking time bomb. It could happen whenever. And I was with my mom at the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to risk it. <laughs> and then it hit risk me. Risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, it hit me like, Grant, like, you are being the biggest fucking hypocrite right now. You're telling everyone that the military is not forever. Go seek help. You're over here, life and death. Like, you need to be there for your wife and your kids. Yeah. And you're telling them that you're going to fucking risk it for the military? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So I immediately call the doctor. I'm like, hey, let's do the surgery. And the surgery was horrible. Like, they put an ostomy bag for, like, two months. And it, it was a very long recovery. But, you know, I'm good now. And better than better than ever. Like, I'm not bleeding out of places I shouldn't be bleeding. Yeah. But because it makes sense to keep me now that I'm a hundred percent functional and run marathons and half marathons and all that stuff. Yeah. The military was like, Oh, you got surgery to feel better. Okay. All right. Now, fuck you. We're going to med board you. <laughs> um, so after that surgery, they med boarded me. Um, my last day in the Navy was May 28th, 2021. Well, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so have you not shaved since then or, ha- or did? Uh, you know what? I, I, I had to shave a couple of times. Like it started getting really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually had to shave a couple of times and then I'm going to shave after, or I'm going to shave before my sister's wedding here at the end of July and then I'm going to let it go. Yeah. Cause I, uh, I did clean shave for a little bit, but I try to keep like the short GI Joe beard Yeah, because if I don't, then I have like the Dakistani, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Khabib beard. <laughs> I want people to know that I'm a veteran. All right. <laughs> um, no, it's mostly just to hide my double chin. Uh, <laughs> so it's, you know, that's why I keep it tight. So yeah, it's, um, you know, being a civilian is, you know, amazing. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm that's not gonna so lie. wonderful. Yeah. It just like even doing this podcast, like I did podcasts before while I was in and we kind of started talking about it while I was in too. And there was just so much red tape and there's so much stuff that I couldn't say or couldn't do because I n- knew that the military would come after me. Um, so just something small like that or something like if I want to go to Italy tomorrow. Yeah. I could get on a fucking plane and go to Italy, whether I have the money for it or not, whether like a credit card pays for it. I don't have to do stupid classes. I don't have to put in a leave chit. I don't have to learn host country, this, that, or the other. Go get S2 stamp of approval. Exactly. Threat brief, all that stuff. Exactly. I get on a plane and I go to fucking Italy. Yeah. Like just like little things like that. I'm not even going to talk about that. Like recreational activities, like, you know, like smoking weed or which what, is legal now in virginia which is completely legal in virginia yeah um you know just like the little things that when you get out you're gonna be like wow like that's that's nice that i have the ability to do it. i'm not saying yeah. i'm gonna go to italy but you know um but i mean i think everyone should at some point in time uh, absolutely absolutely yeah, never will, been don't italy. get me wrong beautiful country very beautiful things but if you think the dmv and government employees in america are bad Good night. Have you? I. <laughs> the worst things ever is trying to deal with government employees and like public servants in Italy. Like they could not care less. Oh yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> They're over here wearing like Christian Dior 
uh boots while they're on duty you know what i mean like they they don't care yeah i'm like i'm a little lost here and they're like i don't speak english i'm like but you answered me in english she's like no i didn't but yeah but why it's like i'm on uh espresso break clothes (laughs) right 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 right. why yeah it's just (laughs) mista why (laughs) it's such a different culture and it's like amazing and that's one of those things to where like you know I, i i keep seeing these things to where it's like you just had major surgery. You also had a baby during it, and then a very close loved one died. But I'm gonna be at that meeting tomorrow for work. Yeah, you know, like I'm gonna be there, and that's just like the the culture here in the United States. But like overseas, it's like, damn, I just stubbed my toe. I'm go ahead and can take two months off, paid, <laughs> convalescent. It, yeah, yeah. Man, you know my uh, my next door neighbor's cousin's best friend's former college roommate's goat uh, nice. just had a had had kids yeah and gotta uh, go visit them yeah, i gotta go visit them you know? <laughs> like, I, well what do you expect me not to go visit them like, yeah yeah, yeah like, get out of here about to be it's gonna take a week it's yeah. gonna take at least a week um but that was definitely a little space balls reference oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 of course um so you know i i got a job while i was still in and on terminal leave Um, I worked at an advertising agency. I I ran the entire social media department for uh, Mazda USA. Wow. Um, Hated it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was not doing well for me, like for my mental health or anything like that. And then they turned around and they're like, hey, you need to move to Seattle. And at first I was like, yeah, cool. Let's move to Seattle. Then I'm like, man, like my wife has been following me around for nine years. Like my kids have changed schools more than anyone should have. And then when I got out, like I kind of made a promise to myself saying I will never put a job in front of my family again. Yeah. That's a good promise to make. Um, and I try to ask this company for like different options. I'm like, Hey, like you guys have an office 25 minutes from my house. It's social media. I'm not a construction worker. Yeah. I don't have to be there. If this pandemic taught us anything is that I don't have to be there. Um, let me work out of this DC office. And they're like, no, it's Seattle or nothing. Like, okay, great. I quit. Yeah. You know, like, I'm I'm not doing that to my family. And I think... Plus, they're probably going to give you, like, a Miata for the company car. Y- yeah, right? <laughs> like, I, fi- I could fit, like, half my one of my legs in there. Um, <laughs> they say, like, as they're going through TAPS class, they're like, you know, don't be a, a, a job hopper as a veteran, you know. Yeah. Um, and the first job that you're going to get as a veteran, you're definitely going to leave. And I'm like, no, that's bullshit. Like, I'm making six figures. I have an awesome job. It's fun. But then when the opportunity presented itself, I'm like, maybe I should just quit just to fucking do it because I can now. <laughs> I can just quit a job. Yeah. Like, I'm not under a contract. I'm I'm just going to go. If I'm not happy, I'm just going to go. I have no job lined up. Like, I have nothing on the horizon. <laughs> it's not like I was interviewing with anyone. I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I quit. I'm done. You know, you want me to move to Seattle? No. You want to fuck on me? <laughs> no, I fuck on you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I, I, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm out. Um, but as far as, like, mental health goes and stuff, you know, we're still very active. You know, the, like, the group and the I that, you know, that are working together, we're still listening on social. We're still helping people. Like, I'm constantly yeah. answering the phone and talking to people. And now, like, because, you know, the, the red tape is down and... I'm out of the military and I could talk about it more, you know, to be on this bot, be on this podcast just yeah. to like, you know, raise awareness and work on projects and, um, work on documentaries and just to kind of like tell the whole, you know, 
dark side, the ins and outs, the stigmas that the military has, because even though my story worked out great and I was able to get help, the military is still pretty fucked up when it comes to mental health. Yeah. And, and um, just being able to bring that up now is, you know, I think it's going to help a lot. Yo, for sure. And so quick pause. The idea that, you know, you said like how you're still in these groups and stuff like, you know, the, the little anxiety voice that I carry around 24 seven, which is like, oh, man, like 12 people have called him since he's been on this show. And because he's been on the show, not answering the phone, they're going to kill themselves. And it's going to be your fault, Daniel. <laughs> And so please just take a second to check your phone so I can... No, <laughs> no, no, we're, we're good. We're good. And like... That's oh, a, thank God. No, and that's one of those things like... Not today, old friend. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> no, I mean... And that's one of those things like you're right. Like you do have that anxiety and that's why like my phone yeah. always has to be charged. Like if I don't have my phone, I have to have my watch. If I don't have neither, like I feel like the like walls are closing in on me because it's like, yeah. fuck, what if someone does try to call me? Um, while I'm out there. I know. But. That's why I can't put my phone on, like, do not disturb when I'm sleeping. Because I remember I had a conversation with, like, uh, two, two, uh, two people on the show once. And I was just like, you know, do you guys sleep with that off? I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Like, no. Like, that people can't bother me. Like, that is me time. And I'm like, oh, but what if somebody calls you at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, people who sleep with their ringer off, like, don't care about nobody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at the same time, you do have to, like, protect your mental health, you know? Mm. Because the world is a black hole and givers give and takers take. And if you continue just to pour yourself and pour yourself, you know, like an empty vase can't pour. And yeah. so like you do have to safeguard uh, your mental health. And that's why uh, there are times where occasionally like I, you know, I will turn the phone off. I will uh, put it on silent. But for the most part, it stays on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that and it's funny because that was when, when I was traveling around and like training recruiters on how to do things. I was like, yeah. look, you don't even need a phone number anymore. Just find them on Instagram and call them there. Yeah. And they're like, do it, do it. Like I was this room full of recruiters. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, so I find like this 17 year old in high school, like football stud. I'm like, let's call him yeah and i'm over here sharing my screen like facetiming this dude or trying to like get in contact and he answers the phone like terrified there's a room full of like 85 service members in uniform sitting there while i'm just like facetiming this kid through instagram trying to yeah get to see if he wanted to join the navy so i'm sure he was pretty uh scared yeah and when you're like at that age like you think like everything has like so much more weight than it does yeah. and then things that you don't care think carry a lot of weight turn out to be like what's really important you know like and so yeah i can only imagine how scared he, <laughs> he yeah. was to get that call plus people always think that like oh my god like the recruiters are talking to me i don't want to enlist in the navy like there's so much that goes into it like yeah just that first meeting no one is joining any branch like e even the marines like even the marines like you need to get you know gather your social and birth certificate and all this stuff and take asvaps and you know, have an, yeah, have an old guy touch your butt. Like. <laughs> Which I'll take credit for that joke, you know? Yeah. I made that meme like four years ago, and I, I've seen it referenced uh, so many times. It is terrifying. <laughs> it is terrifying. Probably one of the... That was the first time I was naked in front of an old man ever. Probably. That wasn't my family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... <laughs> Bend down, touch your toes, and pull your, and, you know, pull your pants down. <laughs> that guy wasn't even a doctor. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, but kind of like off subject, but having this issue that I was medically separated for, I did, you know, I had to get a lot of prostate exams. Yeah. And during like my first one, I mean, this man, 
his hand was the size of like the hamburger helper glove. <laughs> oh my god. It was massive. <laughs> and you know, he could obviously feel that I'm nervous. You know, while he's <laughs> doing this test and he's like, listen, Grant, stop being nervous. Like, be nervous when you feel my hands on your shoulders. And I'm like, this man is a doctor. Wow. This man is a professional doctor <laughs> on base. And he literally just said, don't be nervous now. Be nervous if you feel this. And my hands are on your shoulders. I'm like, okay. I mean, okay, dude. I guess you're right. <laughs> Putting it swung on. Yeah. Why do I taste cigarettes right now? Though? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you um you you're rolling into your endeavors as a civilian mm-hmm. and uh, you know you you left that job and so what are you doing now? Unemployed. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey. I, I got You got that uh retirement stipend, so like Yeah, you know, I get the check from the VA and I get to stay home and see my kids and watch them grow and yeah. you know, do little things like on the side here and there between just like social media consulting and you know helping other businesses grow but and i know you're you're too uh humble to get into it so I'll, I, I was trying to lead you there but apparently i couldn't make you drink <laughs> uh, i see that you're doing advocacy work up in uh up in dc meeting with uh politicians getting stuff uh getting stuff rolling yeah yeah so it's definitely um you know a, a bigger project that we are working on now like i said just because i'm out now um, doesn't mean that I'm going to stop trying to help service members and save service members and talk about the shit that we go through when it comes to mental health and yeah. all the downfalls that the military mental health system has. Um, so we definitely have some projects in the works that will be, one is going to be released towards um, the start of August. And, you know, I had this whole film crew, documentary crew come to my house and Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Like they're going on tour from like the west coast to the east coast. It's gonna premiere here in the capital. Um so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, please let us know when that is. Uh would we definitely like to uh to to get that info out. Yeah, definitely. Without a yeah, uh, I'll definitely let you know. I mean not that out. you need our help, but <laughs> Oh no, I mean the the more you know, every little bit helps. Yeah. Every little bit helps. Um you know, to me, even when I started this project, I was like, I don't care if I get one viewer. I don't care if one person listens or one person likes the post as long as it's the right one person. Yeah. You know, we don't have to save a village. We have to save one person in that village. And then once when you save that one person, he or she is going to go and spread the message and you're going to save yep. more. Uh, so that's kind of like that's been my mindset. That's a that's a great mindset to have, and uh, if you'd like to hear more about Grant's mindset, uh, where can we find you on uh, on social? Uh, so yeah, you could just type in my first or last name. Uh, just type in Grant and start with K H A N, and it should show up. Yeah. Um, my Instagram, they don't let me. Ch- Instagram is not letting me change it. My name, so it's verified at- problems. D- yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> they, they they won't let me do. It. I've tried so like so many times to do it. Um, yeah, but. It, it's not changing, but my Instagram is at N C C K H A N. Okay, right on. I I've, I've requested to be verified several times. Um, you know, I've, there's about thirty or forty articles about me floating around out there, and you know, plus all the vi- videos and vlogs and podcasts and all the stuff I've done. Mm. And uh, so every time I request the verification, uh, Instagram sends me a notification back when I open it up. It's just like a picture of Zuckerberg's asshole. <laughs> like I don't get a, like a yes or no. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, uh, it's it's very confusing, you know. It like, might, maybe they want you to like it, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they'll verify you. Yeah, I mean, would I eat Zuckerberg's ass? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it for me it was pretty easy to get verified. So I had a request. <laughs> uh, I had a request to get verified every single day uh, for two years straight. Oh um, wow! <laughs> I actually had an alarm set in my phone. Um, yeah, no, it was. I actually like no joke. I applied like every two weeks for two years straight. Oh wow! And then, you know, I would constantly get a no, and then eventually I just stopped applying. And a month later, I wake up and there's a blue check mark next to my name. Oh shit! So it's like, you know, I've seen people with millions of followers, yeah, not have it, and then like me like i don't even have ten thousand followers on instagram i don't even have the swipe up feature in stories <laughs> um and you know they did it so it's really like it's like a hit or miss there's no you you have to catch the right person working there i guess so um yeah i know there's a lot of salty vets out there that uh you know will will give zuckerberg a hard time but you know honestly like he's done right by me I've been able to build this platform. I've been able to go into Pop Smoke Media full time, all because it started on Facebook and then Instagram, you know? And, you know, I use a lot of those veteran pages and a lot of, you know, the meme pages are out there. Yeah. You know, the, all the different meme pages. Like, whenever I'm searching for someone, you know, whether it's just a picture or, you know, whatever it is, um, like I sent a picture to a couple of vet meme pages. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for this Corman right here. Yeah. Second one from the right. Who knows him? And a bunch of vet pages posted it. And within an hour, they're like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. He's, you know, he lives here. Here's his phone number. Oh, wow. And we were able to get him help. So I have one last question for you mm-hmm. uh, before we uh, let you get out of here. Uh, so, you know, thank you for, for joining us in the smoke pit. And a lot of people uh, will tune in as they're, you know, doing their day-to-day lives. And we like to do a little bit of introspective uh, reasoning so say you're left of the boom right before you needed like uh, professional med- uh, mental health treatment right say you haven't quite got to that point in your life I have uh, two questions for you uh, one what would you have wanted to hear uh, at that point in time in your life and then two what do you think you needed to hear at that point in time in your life um I think what I wanted to hear was like it doesn't make you any less of a person to go get mental health help you know in fact it makes you a stronger person like they they say to everyone like you know the first step to you know going to seeking help is like admitting that you have a problem and you're not weak you're not less of a person you're not like nothing is wrong with you it's completely normal to have mental health issues so yeah that's definitely something that i would have uh wanted to hear and needed to hear is yeah. you know like like don't be a bitch just go <laughs> like just go do it like go talk to someone like what are you so afraid of like need a little bit of uh, kicking the pants in the right direction yeah yeah like you know i, I would have wanted to someone to sit there and open my eyes so i can see the priorities and be like look like the service is not forever like what's going to be forever you know i i tell everyone when you get out you're going to take your uniform off you're going to stand in the mirror and you're going to look at yourself and what are you going to see you know 
naked. Yeah, you're going to see naked. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Not uh, just physically, but emotional, because so many of us base our personalities and our life uh, value, like the value we place on ourselves on our service. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't mean to be crude, but, like, when you take that uniform off, a lot of people feel naked yep. because you lose a lot of your identity. Without a doubt. Yeah. And just... I uh, flipped it on you, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I will say, like, that makes you think of, like, the transition process and how that's, like, one of the one of the hardest things that you could do yeah. as a service member is transition into the civilian world. Arguably more difficult than coming in because coming in oh, is yeah. such a beaten path. You have training day one, hourly schedule. Training day two, hourly schedule. So, like, it's just like a water slide, you know? Like, once you start, like, it takes you to the end. Yeah. But then at the very end, it's like you're the one who's got to swim out of the pool. And in like, what direction do you go? Pulling out is always easier than coming in. <laughs> um, so unless we're talking about Afghanistan. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's, you know, you, you get in front of this mirror and you look and you see, you know, you see Grant, you see Will, you see Samantha, like whoever yeah. it is standing in front of that mirror, you see that person. And you see the gray hair, you see the joints hurting, you know, all this fucking shit that the military yeah. like fucked with you. All that other stuff is going to be in the past. You know, you're, you're the late watches, the dumb shit, the stupid things like you skin to fights with all, all that stuff is going to be in the past. What's going to be in front of you is you and your family, whether you have kids, whether you have spouses, whoever, that's who's going to be there. And that's who matters. And, you know, that's why. You have to take care of yourself while you're in. Well, that's a perfect thing to end this episode on. Grant, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. Everyone, please go check him out on his social media channels. Fair winds following seas, and we'll see you next time here in the Smoke Pit. Do you want to look handsome as fuck? Well, then you should try Combat Comb Over for your hair and your face and your beard. And then once you have all that additional swagger, you need something to carry it around in, use the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. And while you're uh, carrying that Nut Ruck, you should also remember to keep yourself as fresh as possible, because you never know what might happen when you're looking that good. So keep yourself some body powder from Hollywood Powder Company. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT on all of our sponsors to save yourself some money.